Welcome back to the Bitcoin Lair. Today we're discussing everything that happened in markets last week, so let's dive in. The primary thing that occurred in markets last week was a major shift in cross-asset correlations. Cross-asset correlations are one of the key things that we have a look at in our markets framework here at the Bitcoin layer. Monitoring them and monitoring their ebbs and flows really indicates to us market behavior, what market expectations are moving forward, how we can analyze markets and adjust our portfolios accordingly. The more things change, the more they stay the same per se. Uh, and cross-asset correlations remind us of this. You know, markets flow from risk off to risk on, from tight to loose, and from meager to ample liquidity. And through monitoring cross-asset correlations, we can understand a little bit more about investor behavior and reorient ourselves accordingly. So today, let's talk about the shifting correlation regime across markets and extrapolate a little bit about what that means for investor expectations in the coming weeks and months ahead and why that's so important to you and your portfolio. So first things first, let's compare 2022's and 2023's regimes. We all know that last year was a secular risk off year, right? The Fed all throughout last year was aggressively ratcheting up the cost of capital with several rate hikes, many of which were in the outsized fashion of either 50 basis point or 75 basis point increments, which are much larger than the 25 basis point increments by which the Fed usually hikes. And market participants had to adjust their portfolios accordingly to this rapidly adjusting upward cost of capital. They sold equities, and they, which compressed the hot air out of price to earnings multiples that had inflated them all throughout 2020 and 2021 when the S&P 500 was hitting new high after new high, despite the real economy per se being in the toilet and in recovery mode. And investors also throughout all of last year sold U.S. Treasuries due to heightened inflation expectations. So stocks were getting bid up pretty aggressively, or excuse me, stocks were getting sold rather aggressively, and U.S. Treasuries were getting sold as well due to heightened inflation expectations. So uh, the price of equities and rates were inversely related. That was, I believe, the third year in the history of the United States where that had been the case. This year, however, has been a secular risk on year so far, during which expectations for the policy rate have stabilized and liquidity conditions remain favorable across financial markets. So deals are still going through, credit markets are functioning fine, all is relatively hunky-dory. You can see on the chart below here, note how mar Treasury market liquidity, which is the ease at which people can trade in size in the US Treasury market without disruption, has been rising off of its lows set last October. You can view here that white arrow that I put on the screen. Treasury market liquidity is ample and it's becoming more ample as the days go by. The level of bank reserves, which have a positive relationship with risk-taking behavior in markets, has also marginally risen. Lately, as capital moves out of the TGA and RRP facility and back to Federal Reserve banks, you can see this chart below here. That is the level of aggregate bank reserves. Now, as the level of aggregate bank reserves rises, we know we understand that that is positive convexity with risk taking behavior as more capital is in the hands of these Federal Reserve banks and they are more likely to move out on the risk curve as a result of it, not only uh, creating new loans, but also investing their capital elsewhere and potentially in riskier endeavors. And you can see in this chart here where that capital is coming from. So take a look at both the Treasury General account and the reverse repo facility. Both of those topped out. The reverse repo facility topped out during December and the Treasury General account topped out last May, and both have been in a secular downtrend ever since. 
Now, whether this risk on trend is a transient phenomenon as the Fed pause rally sets in, or whether it's the start of a new bull market depends greatly on the path of inflation in the coming months. We know that the path of inflation has shaped the Fed's current policy more than anything. And on Tuesday last week, we got a minor upside tick in inflation stickiness. And really, that was a gut check uh, for the market itself, which expects disinflation to be the norm. But that minor upside stickiness didn't really harm risk markets, uh, which indicates that the market still believes that disinflation, that falling inflation, will continue without hiccups right down to that 25 to 2% target. As inflation falls while the labor market remains intact, a not-too-hot, not-too-cold Goldilocks scenario risk-taking is poised to continue. Over the coming months, as the Fed holds tight, should one or both sticky inflation and economic deterioration occur, risk-taking may waver or reverse. Right? So a lot of this current risk-taking behavior is simply incumbent on the fact that disinflation has set in, inflation is falling quite materially month after month without destroying the labor market and without really disrupting the real economy in any material way thus far. So far, to quote Jerome Powell over the course of last year, he sounded like a broken record. The soft landing scenario thus far is playing out, where which we see disinflation, but we don't see a massive labor market unwind, which at the end of the day is good for risk markets. We're not making any explicit calls on the direction of stocks or treasuries. We'll make that abundantly clear. But what we are doing is explaining the conditions that are causing this rally in stocks and this sell-off in U.S. treasuries and what may cause them to reverse. Oddly or not, Bitcoin is the only asset that has been showing real strength and new local highs. And we promise we're not just saying that because our channel name is the Bitcoin layer. Let's talk a little bit about correlations throughout 2022 and 2023 and how they have changed. First things first here, um, you can see in 2022, risk assets and rates had a strong negative correlation. As I mentioned, risk assets uh, throughout all of 2022 were selling off quite aggressively while rates rose as treasuries sold off. They had a strong negative correlation, as you can see on the chart right here. And our takeaway last year was that higher rates are very bad for stocks. For whatever reason, the opposite is true this year. In 2023, risk assets and rates have a mildly negative correlation. Risk assets have been rising, while rates at the margin have also been rising. And our takeaway here is that movements in rates aren't affecting stocks as much. So last year, higher rates were very bad for stocks. As soon as rates made, made high after high, stocks would sell off, sell off in pretty dramatic fashion as people recognized the interest rate risk associated with stocks and sold them accordingly. Whereas this year, they have a mildly negative correlation, right? Stocks are rising and rates are also rising at the very same time. And our takeaway from this is that this up, rapid upward repricing in rates isn't impacting risk-taking behavior on the part of investors as much. Investors aren't as wary that rates are rising and they're willing to purchase stocks in light of that. Equities in Bitcoin are rallying during several occasions of rising rates. Of course, this is in stark contrast to last year, when yields and risk move strongly in opposite directions of each other. Uh, now, why is this? Well, the, what we are taking away from this and the reason that we'll give you today, uh, one of the potential reasons is that a stronger than expected economy has paved the way for higher Fed policy rate expectations, right? That makes sense. Thereby, rates have moved higher. Meanwhile, risk assets are rallying because of favorable liquidity conditions and this year's expected Fed pause, during which Fed uh, risk assets historically rally. We've spoken about the Fed pause rally a number of times on this show and on our Substack before, whereby during the Fed pause, risk assets actually do well. They appreciate, they rally. So a stronger than expected economy has paved the way for higher rate hike expectations, so rates have moved up. And at the same time, 
liquidity conditions are favorable and a Fed pause is expected soon, so risk assets move up. Now, both are correct. And that is to say, there are logical reasons for the simultaneous net buying of equities and net selling of treasuries, which causes rates to increase. And as a result, correlations are moderating and potentially flipping to reflect an entirely different global economic backdrop for 2023. Now flipping into how the Bitcoin and equity correlation has changed between last year and this. In 2022, you can take a look at this chart up on screen. Bitcoin and equities had a strong positive correlation. And in 2023, Bitcoin and equities have a falling positive correlation. So just like the relationship between risk assets and rates, the, the correlation between Bitcoin and equities is also changing. Right now, we are in a regime of shifting correlations, and it's very, very important that we monitor these shifting correlations and adjust our outlook on markets accordingly, because correlations, the relationship between different asset classes, can really tell us a whole lot about investor behavior. So what is this change telling us about investor behavior? Well, Bitcoin trades with high sensitivity to the direction of the market due to its low liquidity profile. Right? We've spoken about this a number of times before. Bitcoin with a market cap of $400 billion, which is astoundingly cheap, by the way, uh, and versus the S&P 500 with something like a market cap of $34 trillion, Bitcoin trades with much higher sensitivity than something like the S&P 500. So if the market risk markets are going up, Bitcoin goes up with much higher sensitivity and vice versa. And also Bitcoin trades this way because of its excess leverage, which makes up a considerable portion of its daily trading volume. Thought of in another way, lately and oftentimes, those that own equities, they sling around Bitcoin with really heavy leverage in search of beta or correlated outperformance. Throughout all of last year, when investors were de-risking, the correlation between Bitcoin and equities was much stronger and the two sold off in tandem. As the current regime has shifted to risk on, for the time being at least, Bitcoin is rising more on a relative basis than equities are and even sometimes increasing on equity down days. Hence the declining correlation between the two that was observable in the chart just on screen. To reiterate, these correlations breaking down doesn't give us confidence to make any major claims about the direction of stocks or treasury yields. It does, however, make us confident that Bitcoin could have some room to run without the restriction of the inflation, pause, risk on, risk off dramatics seen in stocks in U.S. treasuries. In other words, Bitcoin native buyers are back. While it's impossible to time these Bitcoin native parabolic runs, which have been a hallmark of Bitcoin cycle after cycle, in the past, we've witnessed big moves occur during brief windows of time when Bitcoin detaches from its equity correlation. Should disinflation continue with the real economy and labor market intact, this rally could have some real steam behind it. As we mentioned, the risk-taking behavior that is occurring now is a result of continued disinflation, and risk markets are betting that a pause will come soon, coupled with rates markets seeing that, look, the economy is more robust than anticipated, chances are the Fed can hold higher for longer. Now, both camps are right, and as a result, you see this shift in correlations and this risk asset rally. How attached will risk markets stay to each other? Will Bitcoin depend on equity market strength for a sustained rally, or can it accomplish this without seeing 5,000 new all-time highs on the S&P 500? Now, Bitcoin behaves in an independent fashion, so the title of risk asset can eventually be shed, right? And as of right now, that is occurring to some degree, however temporary or permanent it might last. Cautious optimism is our current market outlook, and it's being reflected in the seismic shifts observable in the correlation tides that we spoke about today. That was your quick one for today. That's essentially the major movements that occurred in markets last week. Very, very big changes in cross-asset correlations right now. There's your explanation for why the current risk asset rally is recurring and what may cause it to continue or shift. Keep it here at the Bitcoin layer. Thanks again for watching. Have a great week.